With us today is James Gagliano, FBI, well, a West Point graduate, a former Airborne Ranger infantry officer, a retired FBI uh, supervisory special agent. Uh, well, who is more qualified to tell us year in now what the heck is going on in law enforcement, what the heck is going on in our country, uh, are, are the terrorists creating bases in America right now because of open borders? Well, James Gagliano, Merry Christmas, and uh, tell us what the heck is going on. Well, John, back at you. Thanks for having me, and a Merry Christmas to you and your listeners. Um, well, I, I think we can go back to what uh, FBI Director Christopher A. testified about before Congress a couple weeks ago. And I think to uh, paraphrase him, he said he had, he had never in his tenure or in recent modern history seen as many elevated threats all at the same time. And, and he's talking about even, you know, going back to 9-11. And, and obviously, you know, the current ongoing war in the Middle East between Israel and Hamas, the October 7th attack by the Hamas terrorists, um, this has absolutely created a, a climate that seems rife for something to happen either in Europe or in the United States. And, um, you know, for the FBI director to say that he had not seen this and, you know, going back to 9-11, that is absolutely cause for concern. And uh, tell us, uh, uh, yeah, we did hear the FBI director uh, say it and uh, uh, the the, the concern, what happened with Hamas is that the Iranians, in my opinion, pressed the button because uh, 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 they wanted Hamas to go into Israel and create a problem. And yeah, what I'm afraid of with all these people crossing the borders that I think the FBI the other day or somebody or Homeland Security the other day, somebody said that there's two million people, the highest ever under surveillance in the United States of America for possible terrorism. What say you on that? Well, it's it's insane, and and and, you, and John, you think that the simple fix to this would be just to go back to the Trump era policies, you know, the the stay in Mexico policy. If you're if you're a legitimate asylum seeker, the United States has been a welcoming place um, for folks that are that are that are fleeing from. Um, you know, um, uh, persecution from, from their own government. Um, the problem is, uh, unlike Mexico and Canada, you know, our neighbor to the south and our neighbor to the, to, to the north, um, we allow folks to come into the country and not be held in the first country they enter when they're seeking asylum and fleeing from an oppressive regime. And that's a huge mistake. And you talked about the numbers. I mean, the, the numbers are absolutely mind-boggling that um, we allow this many people to, that are unvetted to cross the border. Um, our system simply cannot process them. They end up getting released and given a court date many times, many times. They don't show up for those. Um, not all of them, of course. I'm not going to smear with a broad brush, but, but some of them commit crimes, including violent crimes, while they're here. 
it is a level of insanity that that the likes of which um, we're not going to be able to remain a country, a free republic um, with open borders. And we share a 2000 mile border with, with with Mexico. I served in Mexico for over a year as, as the FBI's deputy legal attache and legal attache. This has been ongoing for a long time, and for the Biden administration to pretend that the border is secure and that people that are hostile to us, whether they're from Iran, North Korea, China, or Russia, or parts of the Middle East that want to come here and do harm, there's a simple way to do it. You just get to Mexico, and you cross the border, and boom, you're into our society, and you can make bad things happen. You know, there's, there's one word I don't use and I haven't used at all, but it's the end of the year. Is any of the, our people that work in Washington committing treason by allowing some of these things to happen? It's a, that's a strong, strong it's a term. Very treason, strong word. sedition. Yeah, yeah. Treason and sedition. Those are. I mean, there there are narrow definitions for what those words mean. Now, I would suggest that their policies are not in the best interest of the United States, especially in regards to national security. But I mean, here we are. We, we keep electing the same type of folks and then expect them to act differently than, than the way they've been speaking about and what they support and what they don't support. And, you know, to pretend that the Democrats are going to be border hawks, be strong on border security because of this, um, is like to expect that crime is going to go down because they're releasing people, recidivists, they're not prosecuting people, um, they're tolerating, um, you know, anarchy and lawlessness, and to expect a different result. John, it's just not going to happen. We, you know, we're, we're damned that we get the people that we elect and we get the policies from the people that we elect, and here we are. James, are you, uh, are you 100% right because the, the joke they play on the consumers and the American people in New York, in New York City, New York State, says arrests are down. Well, police officers are scared to make arrests because they got to do more paperwork and nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. That's it's why a, arrests are down. Yeah, it's it's turnstile justice, and um, they're so adamant, you know, in the post-George Floyd world, the summer of 2020, from, you know, holding people accountable. And, and you, get a, you get a district attorney like Alvin Bragg that just doesn't prosecute certain crimes. So why would you put the wonderful men and women of the NYPD in harm's way to make an arrest? Because people don't comply anymore. Um, and if they don't comply, there's there, there are no repercussions for that. If they flee the scene in a car, police aren't allowed to chase them. If they fight and struggle with a cop and try to disarm them and, and, and hurt them, um, they get a, sm uh, a slap on the wrist. And when they get arrested, even recidivists that have done the same crimes, shoplifting, smashing grabs, assaults, um, public nuisance crimes, they're just given desk appearance tickets. So why would a police officer want to put themselves in that position where they become the next national story and, and the next time that, you know, people turn out in the streets and they burn uh, cities and, and, and protest and riot? Why would they want to? We are creating a permissive environment for crime. And then we scratch our heads and go, boy, why is crime ticking up? Why is there more violent crime? And yeah, you're right, John, with the with the arrest statistics. The Democrats like to point to that. Well, arrests are down because we're not arresting people for what are crimes on the books. Yes. It's, it's and, literally and James, insanity. One more thing, because we're going to run out of time, but I want to 
a lot of our three-letter words, federal agencies, sometimes come to me, and I won't mention names, I won't mention which agencies, and say, look, we do our job the way we've been doing it for the last hundred years. And uh, I said, and I said, what happens if you have a political advisor trying to stop you from doing your job? Said so we do our jobs for, like we do for the last hundred years. My opinion, I think they're ignoring the politics and doing what they're supposed to do unless they come upon it. No, you're right about that too, John. And uh, you know, the, the FBI director and the attorney general are both political appointees. Now they're supposed to act, you know, in a nonpartisan, apolitical fashion. But obviously, some of the things you talk about on your radio show all the time, um, what we're seeing are decisions that don't pass the smell test. And look, I love the FBI. Spent 25 years in it. Respect the men and women in it. But the leadership there, um, in recent vintage, going back to about 2016 under the uh, under the James Comey tenure has just seemed to be caving to political pressure and John it's going to be tough it's going to be tough to recover from if this. I, I had that job damage James if I had that job and I to have my dignity I would stand up if the if the political people ask me to do something wrong and I want to keep my dignity I would stand up and say boss you're wrong and say it publicly you're right and uh, we need more people like you that call things what they are. Unfortunately, today's day and age, there's not a lot of that going around, John. James Gigliano, let's catch up again real soon. Have a Merry Christmas, and hopefully our country will change in the next 12 months. Same to you, sir. Good to join you. Have a Merry Christmas as well. God bless America. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.